Hello, swimmers, and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk. Today's guest is FINA Masters Jewel Gold Medalist, New South Welshman, John Horton. Thank you, Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Danielle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Happy birthday. I believe it's your birthday today. Uh, yes, it is. It is my birthday. Yes, yes. As far as I've told you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to ask how old you are? Well, in master swimming, I think everyone knows, unfortunately, how old you are. So it's 57 today. 57 today. Oh, that's good. Not a new age group yet, though, hey? <laughs> uh, no, that's the yeah, – we all seem to look forward to getting five years older at times, don't we? Yes, I know. It's a, it's a little bit disappointing when you um you go up an age group but your birthday's in the middle of the year, like for me. But for you it's, it's probably all right, isn't it, because you're in January, so you get used to it pretty quickly. It had its issues when I was younger, but that uh, is, yeah, as a master swimmer, it is, it's not too bad. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Did you have a birthday swim this morning? I did. I did. I was joined by a couple of colleagues and had a birthday swim. Yes. Yep. Any special sets that you did today? Well, one that we sort of normally do for the last number of years is do our age in 50s, freestyle, by the... Time frame. Brilliant. So, but that's, yeah, but I, we modified that today and did a bit different because it's, it's as you get older, it's becoming a bit easier. So 57 is a difficult time frame to go off, and, but it's also a little bit easier. So we actually did a, uh, a little bit uh, different today. So what, what time did you go off instead of 57? Uh, we did 20 on 50, uh, then 20 backstroke on 55, and then 20 again on 50. First off, finish off. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, that's a, that's a good session to start the day off with. Mm. What, what's, the, what's a regular sort of a regular session that you do with your um with your squad mates? How how far would you swim in a normal training session? Uh, with the squad at Macquarie Uni, and we have a a, a very quirky Russian coach, Oleg. Um, and typically, we do about four k. Um, oh, okay. each, each set in, in round figures, depending on you know what what he's um, concentrating on. So that's typically only three days a week with with him. So Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Okay. And um, do you, when you do those four K sets, how how long does your main set go for? So how many um how many K or how many meters would you do in your main? Uh, that would depend, I suppose. But uh, typically, depending on how it's split up, typically 1,500 to 2K in the main set, uh, I suppose, uh, around that 1,500 metre mark. The rest of it's yeah, doing drill and just warm-up stuff um, and, and, and drill style, depending on, on what he decides to flog us with. Yeah, and do you, do you find as you're getting older that you need a bit more warm-up for you um – before you start your main sort of session? Not me. I'm one of those strange people that just gets straight into it. I really, really think uh, warm-up's a little bit overrated. I, I do do a little bit more stretching than I used to, but um, now I typically will do very little warm-up and get straight into a main set without a problem. Oh, that's that's good. I, I always find I need a lot more warm-up now before I can um, – 
do some uh, fast repeats. And I think I think it's getting harder as I get older. So good to hear that you're able to go straight into it because then you're not wasting as much time. <laughs> well, that's, I think, is, is the key. I mean, we all uh, have a bit of time pressure, I suppose, um, not yet in retirement, um, but uh, yeah, have, have, have those time pressures to get things finished and off to work or whatever, whatever else occupies the day. Yes. Yeah, I, I know your um, your main stroke is um, backstroke. So in your sessions, do you do a lot of form sets or sort of half and half with freestyle backstroke? What's the sort of the setup there? Um, look, I, I do a, I do a number of sessions myself individually, depending on you know outside of those those sets with the coach, um, and if I'm you know, before the worlds, I've done done those uh, in those sets. I typically do a lot of backstroke with the, with the squad. It, it depends. Um, he he mixes it around. I'm an absolutely horrendous breaststroker, as, as as some people know. Like in the, the medal year, I I look quite good on the butterfly and backstroke, and then I get just um, mowed down by everyone and overtaken in the breaststroke. Um, <laughs> I tend to try to do backstroke when I can. I, I call it breaststroke on my back when, when we do a breaststroke set because I just hate breaststroke. I, I hear you. I'm exactly the same. I, I hear I, you're I, also I, a backstroker as well. So one of yeah, the training buddies have mentioned that you were a bit of a backstroker as well. Yes, yes. I, I don't even swim. I don't even pretend to swim breaststroke. I um. Everyone that um, I swim with knows that I don't do butterfly and breaststroke, so I just do freestyle and backstroke all the way. <laughs> so I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so if you you do your three sessions with the coach, how many extra sessions a week would you do by yourself? Um, at the moment, maybe just one extra, but leading you know, into the worlds or some of those bigger meets, I might do two or three extra depending on time commitments and the like. It, it really Really depends how motivated I am or what what the need is, I suppose. Uh, yeah, what goal you've got coming yeah. up? Yeah. And do you do um in your typical training week? Do you do any strength training? No, I'm I'm a lazy person when it comes to that. I'm, <laughs> I'm a slouch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're a slouch if you're doing four k a session. <laughs> I think you're probably doing enough in the water. Yeah, so, no strength training. Any any other kind of um. Cardio training, like walking, running, bike no, riding. No, 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 no. Dodgy knees from playing basketball when I was younger, unfortunately. Oh, okay, okay. Mm. So obviously another reason why you don't want to do breaststroke if you've got your dodgy knees. No, I'm just hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't see the sense in doing something that I'm not ever going to really compete at. I suppose. Yes, yes, I, I'm with you there. As a backstroker, do your your ankles turn in with um, flexibility? Uh, I'm told I'm quite flexible in the ankles. That's part of the reason I, I've done the cruise ship in my knee and got dodgy knees. Um, and I'm told I'm reasonably flexible, but I don't think I'm that flexible. But, but yeah, my I can get full extension on my ankles. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, how did you first get into swimming, John? I was forced to by my father. <laughs> okay. I, How abs- old were you? Absolutely hated it. Did I, you? Yes, yes. I mean, to the point where he got the shits with me 
trying to teach me. He actually threw me in and said, pardon the French, um, in the deep end of an 11 foot, uh, 11 foot 6 pool, you know the L-style pools, 11 foot 6 deep ends? Yeah, okay. And he threw me in and said, now ask me, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? Oh, I was about six and a half, seven. Wow. Okay. Did mm. you make it to the side? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. And mm. so after that rocky start, did you um, do any racing or competing as a youngster? Uh, did a little bit. Um, I, I had uh, my, my parents moved around a little bit or, or twice, but um, I... Yeah, I, I did a little bit with um, with uh, amateurs. I grew up in the country. I grew up in a country town called Inverell, northern New South Wales. Okay. Um, like a lot of country swimmers, you know, of that time, pools were only open between October and, and March. So did a little bit then. Shot a little bit of um, a little bit of I suppose promise might be a, a, a loose word until we we then up and moved to Texas. Oh, okay. When, when, when I was eight. Um, I don't know if you know where Texas is. I'm not, we're not talking, talking US, no. We're not talking Texas, US. <laughs> no, no, it's a little no. little town on the Queensland, New South Wales border. Okay. And it had no pool. Right. And so what did you do with your swimming there? Did you um, find our, anywhere else to get in the water? Our father made us train in the river. In the river. <laughs> in the river, yes. And then used to travel to club nights at Gundawindi, which was about an hour and a half drive west of there once a week during the, the swimming season. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. And swam once a week in a pool, basically. And the rest was in the river. Which wow. which was yeah. Um, yeah, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Did you? <laughs> Love competing, but hated training. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, to the point and where we, we, when the river was um, what, what I would call when I was a child, I used to call it and was in flood when it was, uh, you know, um, flowing quite fast. We used to swim against the current while my father was standing on the riverbank. Stationary, right. for a better word, yes, with logs and trees <laughs> coming down the river banks. <laughs> wow, it's an interesting experience. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. But that that, oh. that lasted three years for that doing that. And that was while you were that was while you were in Texas. Did you then come mm. back to Sydney, or were you in the country? Oh, sorry, um, in, in, back to Inverall. Were you back uh, in the country, or did you head into the city at all? Uh, no, no, my, my father unfortunately passed away. Um, so I didn't swim then for about another three years until my mother then eventually moved back to Israel. Um, okay. And then I just got back into swimming myself, back back in Israel, and, and actually rode myself to the pool every morning and every afternoon after school. So when it was my choice, it was different. Yes, it always is, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> So yes, yeah, so so, a rocky, a rocky sort of on and off sort of beginning to to my my swimming uh, life as such from that perspective. And so, what age were you when you were back, sort of getting yourself or motivated to get yourself to the pool? What what age were you looking at there? Uh, fifteen, so fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Okay, and did you go on to sort of do any 
competitions like state championships, et cetera, or? No, no. I got to got the country, but then I, I, then I discovered basketball and swapped to basketball. Um, okay. And sort of did sort of, I suppose, two and a half, three years doing that in, in round figures, I suppose, to uh, swimming. But it was, again, six months on training. You get to the end of the season and you're just starting to feel like you're, you were, um, you know, getting getting somewhere, and then the pool closed. So had no this one. Yeah, t- tough in the country in those days. Hmm. Yeah, and so what made you get into master swimming? Um, I got quite involved in basketball. I lived, we moved to Newcastle. I lived in Newcastle for a while and then um, played basketball there. But I, I got an, a, a bad knee injury in one of my knees, and, and basically gave up. Um, and, and as a as a uh, young early twenties um, male, I, I ate a lot and drank a lot, and uh, got a little bit of <laughs> a little bit overweight might be the, the right way of putting it. And um, right. when we moved to Sydney, I basically just started swimming again just to lose weight. In um, in you know from a from a fitness perspective, in about my, about my mid twenties, around about twenty five. Just, just for weight, uh, weight training. Oh, you know, removing the ills of uh, overindulgence. Right. <laughs> so you've you've obviously been racing in master swimming since your twenties now. Yeah, off and on, off and on. Uh, but yeah. basically, from around the yeah the twenty five mark, yeah, I joined um, a club back then. It was called the Guildford Jabbies, which no longer exists. Um, okay. Which was uh, based out of Guildford in, in uh, Western Sydney. Okay. And who are you with these days with your with your Masters Club? Uh, current, oh, I need to rejoin, actually. That's five days past. I <laughs> Oops. Five days uh, after? It, well, it's five days past the month, yes. Um, yeah. I, I swim uh, for Seaside Pirates, which uh, a club based on the northern north shore of 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 um, Sydney and such. Has that affected, um, has the COVID sort of situation affected the, the training at the club at all? Because there's been a bit of an outbreak in northern Sydney in the uh, last few weeks. Yes, it has, but I don't do a lot yep. of sessions with the club um, as such. number of the swimmers train where I train at Macquarie Uni, but but it's not right. uh, it's not a sanction, if you want to be a word, um, um, club events, so club training session. The, right. The the, um, the club train out of Terry Hills, um, typically, and sometimes out of Groomer Aquatic Centre as well. Um, but I live on the northwestern sort of side of Sydney, um, in the Hills district of Sydney. I don't know if you know where Castle Hill is, but up the northwest. Yeah, I, I vaguely do. My my Sydney geography is not great, but yeah, I I, I sort of know where it is. I, as a teenager, I did a swim meet at Warringah mm-hmm. Aquatic Centre, so I, I vaguely know around that area. Yeah. So with with the um the the squad that you're with, is it mainly made up of um, seaside pirates, or you have a few other sort of people from around the place come and join in? Uh, a few up um, swimmers join in. We have um, some seaside pirates. We've got. Uh, we've also got a, a member from Moringa as well. Um, from there, Stuart Mears. You might have heard of Stuart. Um, 
and Sandra, yes, you know, you know Sandra, Sandra swims there, Sandra Bridges. Um, and then we have some just general swimmers that do ocean swims typically, so a fair, bit of, a fair few of those uh, okay. that do that. Do you do any ocean swims yourself? Yes, I do yep. a couple a year typically. Um, don't do lots and lots, but I typically do a couple of couple each year, depending on when they fall and what I've got planned for the weekend, that sort of stuff. Yeah. What are the what are the big ones that you do around Sydney? I've uh, done the Australia Day swim a number of times. There's been a couple. There's a big one on Australia Day, which is the, the Palm Beach to Lower Beach. I've done it a couple of times, but I've, I've stopped swimming that one basically because it's a bit far. It's it's a fair fair way for me to go travel. It's always yep. very busy. Um, so there's an Australia Day swim which has been in the harbour, um, and the last three or four years it's been at a Rose Bay. Um, okay. Over in the city, so it's offered a you know one k, two and a half k, and five k. Uh, swim. It's, it's scheduled again this year, but I'm not certain now with the COVID uh, outbreak whether or not it'll go ahead or not at this stage. Yeah, yeah, it's only a few weeks away. Yes. Mm. Yeah, well, this coming weekend is supposed to be the uh, Lawn Pier to Pub in Mel- um, down on the surf coast. And obviously, that's not running, but it's going to be a virtual event. So some of our club members are going down to um, swim it virtually. At, on the right course, but yeah, there won't be a race going ahead because of the same reasons. Yeah, I heard you your, your, your podcast with Tim uh, earlier uh, as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real pity because it's a you know it's a it's a lovely a lovely place and really good to get together with you know buddies that you don't see from around the state to have a bit of a bit of an ocean swim. But there we go. Let's hope it all improves itself by next year and we can all get back in the ocean racing. <laughs> Touch wood. Touch wood, yeah. I just want, I wanted to have a bit of a talk about um, the FINA World Champs in Guangzhou last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you won two gold medals in the 100 and 200 backstroke. What was your most memorable race of the two? Oh. I actually, the 100, um, I suppose, because I, I missed out in Montreal in the 100 because I, I stuffed a turn at Montreal right. and was disappointed in my result there. So it was good to it was good to get the double. I was hoping to get the triple but didn't quite have the speed to, to do, the, take, do the 50 yes. as well. But so, yeah, I, I, th- I suppose the 100 because I missed out in Montreal, it actually it, it, it felt good to be able to, to, to get that one. <laughs> Did everything go to plan in the race? Were you with you happy with your execution? Oh no, I always want to be fitter. I always <laughs> yeah. want to go quicker. <laughs> yes. And yes. time was good. I can't, I can't remember my time now, but um, I know I wanted to go a bit quicker. Um, I think I'm trying to think now. I think I did a high, a low seven, and I wanted to get under the under the sevens. But anyway, can't remember. Right. <laughs> And what about the two hundred backstroke? What's what's your sort of philosophy for putting putting that together? Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit of a hare. Um, I, I generally take it out hard and just try to hang on. So a lot yes. of my training sets, sets are around being aerobically fit 
and and, and going out, going at um, not too fast, but going at pretty quick. Like um, I'll try to go around in a you know, well I was then trying to go around in in you know a nine ten type type area, um, okay. and then try to bring it home in in that you know thirteen fourteen fifteen mark, depending on how much is left in the tank. So right. I think with so masters, you, you, you tend to sometimes um, people get a little bit intimidated if there's a bit of a loop. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it. You no, know, so if I, you think take, I think if you put a lead on the people, they sometimes it's sort of they, they tend to give give up a little bit. But um, give up a bit, yeah, mm. yeah. It is hard in that two hundred backstroke with that third, third uh, fifty. <laughs> I always struggle. <laughs> My legs uh, <laughs> feel it really. Very much in that third fifty. Oh, there's, a lot, of, there's, a, there's a lot of self-talk that goes on then. Yes, especially that <laughs> last fifty. <laughs> can, can I hang on? Because uh, <laughs> your legs are burning, boy. Yes, oh, I think once you turn and come home on that last fifty, you you can find a bit more. It's that third fifty I find very hard. Uh, okay, uh, it's yeah because I put a lot in. I think it's the last fifty. And in, in one of the – in at Guangzhou, um, uh, there's a, a, a swimmer from um, Puerto Rico and Aldo has been to a number of number of swims, a, a number of world um, um, championships. He's a very, very fit, fit swimmer and I knew he'd come home strong and I was just hoping that I could hold him off and he's, you know, he's, he's stronger finish because he's a very fit swimmer. And and so he ended up coming second, did he? Oh, third, I think actually. Third. Just trying to think now. I'd have to have a look at the results again. Yep. Yeah. Could you could you see them coming on that last lap? Oh yeah, I don't have a very. I don't believe it's a very technical stroke. My head's up too high, <laughs> and, I look, <laughs> and I and I look around all over the place. Yes. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know the purists. You know, I, I know technically what you have to do. Um, as such, but I know that I just don't have an overly good technique from that perspective, no. Yes. I always find those last 15 metres the hardest. <laughs> just, I, you know, the um, that saying where they, you know, the grand piano drops on you just with the uh, lactic acid build-up and mm. sometimes I just I feel like I'm on the spot moving and I can see everyone coming <laughs> with backstroke. <laughs> Uh, it's a hard feel, one. Yeah, I don't feel that way. You know, I feel really tired. I mean, with butterfly, I feel like that more. But um, with backstroke, it's just you just know you're just really, really dog tired, and you don't know if you're going to hold people off. I suppose is where I, I get the feeling. You know, whether or not they can come back at you. Yes. Are you are you a good kicker? Like in training, are you good at kick sets? Uh yeah, but we don't do enough. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I am a, yeah, oh, yeah you, always, you always get shown up by people who are good kickers, but um, in our squad, um, there's not a, not a lot of good kickers. Um, so, I mean, freestyle kick without, with, you know, freestyle kick without, without flippers, I can do, I can do intervals on, on one, you know, I can do maybe six, six to ten on those still um, on one minute kick. Which is not too bad, I suppose. Yeah, no, that's good. That's very good. And um, 
in Guangzhou, did you enter any, I mean, any other events? I know you entered the 50 backstroke. Did you medal in that 50 backstroke? No, no, I, I got picked out. I, I think I came out fifth. It was a blanket finish. I'd have to double check. But, no, I, I missed out meddling in that. I got the consolation, the consolation medals. Um, and I'm just trying to think what else. I got, you know, I didn't place anything else. I, I got consolation medals in the 50, the 200 fly. And, okay. And the, uh, the open water swim. I did the open water swim as well. Oh, okay. I didn't realise that. That was the, three, the 3K open the three- water? Yeah, the three K. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find that? Uh, it was the first one I did because I didn't do it in Montreal. I mean, it was it was uh, it's not my event. Uh, yeah. I don't mind the open water swimming, but it's, it's it's I'm not I'm not a true distance swimmer as such. What was disappointing is that I had a stupid Frenchman who beside me who was trying to. Bully his way, I suppose, through the course, but he actually made a blunder in the last um, in the last um, leg home. Did you do it or not? Did you do the open water up at Guangzhou? No, you didn't go. Guangzhou. Oh, I didn't go to Guangzhou. No, to Montreal, no. Yeah. I went to Montreal. Yep. Yeah, I didn't do the open water there either. But yeah, yeah. he made a uh, made a, a, a tactical error on the on the um, on the home leg and swam too far, of course. Um, so I ditched him, and I got in and got a consolation um, consolation medal. Oh, nice! On that, which was which was surprising, and yeah, happy with that. Not being it's my, my best best event. Yeah, and that that was actually before the pool swimming started, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a couple yeah. of days before the two hundred and the eight hundred. Yeah. yeah. And did you sort of carry any residual soreness from that 3K into the um, 200 backstroke or you recovered fully before that? Yeah, no, I think, yeah, recovered relatively uh, well. It's um, the, the, the thoughts that you know, ran through my mind again was, you know, had I done enough work, you know, was, was I going to be able to swim the time that I had, you know, into them? You know, it was it was the... The nagging self doubts that you you can get at that point in time. I mean, but um, physically, no, I didn't didn't wear any ill effects from that as such. No. That's good. And um, how do you find the warm up pool situation at the uh, Worlds? I'm just I'm interested in. <laughs> I know how I struggle with it in Montreal. <laughs> I didn't. I found Montreal, Montreal was okay, except obviously the split pools. So depending on where you swam, obviously the warm-up situation was difficult when you had swam in the, in the temporary pool. But at uh, Guangzhou, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I heard horror stories of what happened in, in Italy, for example, and places like that, but I didn't go there. Um, you know, it, it, it got quite busy, but um, when the water polo had finished, you could actually go and swim over over the road, which was you know, 25 metres or 50 metres away, where you can swim in a, uh, a warm-up pool there as well. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. But there were yeah, some polo sound... stories. Yeah. So, sorry, I, I missed what you said then. I said there are some horror stories from warm-up pools. Yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, I, I found Montreal hard, obviously, because you could only warm up in that main pool and then you had to work, walk out to the temporary pool if you were swimming there. But um, it was just so crowded. Too. 
Yeah. I'd never sort of encountered anything like that. So for um, Japan, I'm going to be very prepared. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it happens. If it happens. But 2022, you'd hope that by then we might have things under control. <laughs> mm, yes, well, yeah. we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Now, I just read an article this morning um, talking about there's 200 days till the Olympics, whether it goes ahead at this stage. So we can only hope and cross our fingers that it will. That's true. It's, um, yeah, it sounds like it's obviously in Australia where we're doing pretty well with the way we're dealing with COVID, but other places around the world are having a lot of trouble getting it under control. Yeah, I think, yeah it's, well, you, you feel lucky. I mean, we've had this recent spike, obviously, in, in, in Sydney, but uh, no effect on swimming as such as yet. Um, in, in, you know, it hasn't affected affected myself from that perspective. So I'm grateful for that. Yes, so am I. Um, I was so I was so happy when they opened up the pools again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, it was an interesting time. I mean, we were very lucky here in New South Wales um, from that perspective. We had one um, Masters swimming member who had a, has a 25-metre lap pool and he opened his, his pool up um, at the start of the COVID outbreak last year um, to allow people to actually uh, you know, have a booking system and use his, own, his home pool. Through to oh, wow. through to May, he actually extended his heating, so we were able to a number of people were able to to use his facilities and swim in his in his home pool um, for those 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 months, which was very generous. So that's very that's lovely. That's mm. a lovely thing he's done. Is he a member of um, the Master Swimming Community or just someone yeah. you know through this? What? Yep. No, he's a member of um, uh, Master Swimming, he's a member of RIDE um, as such. But, yeah, very generous. That is very generous. And I just wanted to also ask you, with with your training for 100 and 200 backstroke, do you do a lot of broken um, sets, broken 200s, or do you swim them as a, a total 100 or 200 at a time? No, I'm a boring person. My, my my main my main training set for leading up to those was you know, I'd do ten two hundreds for example and just knock out ten two hundreds and just get aerobically fit. Um, right. I, I know that you know, the current you know, trend is obviously to high intensity type to workouts, but uh, I still can't bring myself to do that. I still sort of stick with what's somewhat tried and true from from my perspective. So I'll yes. just knock out the aerobic sets. So I'll do 15 100s, you know, 10 200s type, type scenario. And do you do them all backstroke, 10 oh. 200s backstroke? Yeah, I do 10 200 backstroke. Sometimes I might mix them up and do one back, one free, but, uh, you know, I do 10, yeah, 10 twos, yeah, for example. I do them on three, three ten. That's very impressive. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all all of trying to be aerobically fit, I suppose. Yeah, not 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 a lot of speed necessarily. Yeah. Okay. I was going to also ask you a little bit about your photography because I know you're a keen photographer. I've seen some of your <coughs> swimming swimming photos. How did how did you start photographing um, some of our master swimming friends? Uh, just a keen photographer and. 
yeah, just just thought I'd uh, take the camera along and take take shots of the pool. Um, yeah, as as master swimmers, I suppose. I mean, you don't get the you know, a lot of people actually don't necessarily get decent photos of themselves swimming. Uh, I mean that in the kindest possible way to people who you know who take photographs of you know using their iPhones and smartphones and that sort of thing. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's a bit different, you know, you see the elites um, who get, you know, the official photographer there and uh, and get that sort of stuff. Um, master swimming, we, we obviously get uh, photographers to, to um, our large events, nationals and so forth, that sort of thing, where people can, um, can pay to get photos. But they generally aren't people that understand swimming. I mean, is it just a timing to swimming? And I, and I think from that That's perspective, right. there's, it's just understanding and, you know, it's just, you know, just little things like if someone's doing freestyle and you notice they're breathing bilaterally, you know, you just, you just know when you want to take the photo rather than, you know, what they're doing. It's, it's, it's just little things like that, that that allow you to try, try to take some, some, some different photos or some decent photos of people swimming. You know, sometimes we can get their photo taken. So it's just, just a hobby. Yeah, well, you've come up with some great photos, and I agree with you. Sometimes those people they hire at nationals, most of the photos when you look through them, people's head will be in the water when they're doing freestyle, or um, it'll be turned away when they're breathing or or whatnot. So that that's good that you're um, taking it and and taking into account the timing of freestyle and breaststroke, obviously coming up for each breath rather than having your head down. Yeah, the yeah. challenge is there is to get the, the meniscus on the on the head on the cap and so forth. And I've, I've snagged a couple of those um, as such, but that's that, that's the technical challenge, I suppose, with that is to get some of those you know, those you know, nice photos with the meniscus with the head coming up out of the water and the and the water still running over the cap type stuff. Yeah, what kind of camera do you use for those kind of action shots? Oh, just a just a um, digital um, SLR camera. So nothing too exotic or anything <laughs> are you you're down on pool, pool deck when you do them or not or up in the stand uh depending on how energetic i am sometimes i'm lazy and i do it from the stands um right. <laughs> but, but it is better down on pool deck um most things about photography is about perspective so when i say perspective perspective of where you're taking the photo from so if you're down on pool deck you know you generally get a, a better a better, better angle. So the typically lower you get, um, the better the shot will be in, in simple terms. Yes. Yeah. No, you've taken some really great shots. That's, um, that's uh, really nice to look at some of those swimming shots. What I wanted to ask you about is um, when we brief, briefly discussed Japan, but what, what other future goals have you got moving forward with your swimming? Uh, uh, well, worlds have typically been, I suppose, in the last few years, the the focus. Um, you know, as a you know, a, you know, I don't have the the uh, the pedigree of some of the other um, um, guests you've had on so far, and you, you listen to some of those, and I go, yeah, okay, they've they've got they've got the pedigrees behind them, so to speak. Um, but I found that, that in the last number of years, I go, okay, well, you know, I am 
able to be a pointy end, which is, which is, um, you know, it is rewarding to to be able to do that at least from that perspective. And I understand that not everyone can, you know, can can have that success necessarily. But I, I put it down that that you know. I never did anything of that an elite level when I was younger, um, and you know, with some training and some dedication, you know, it shows that, that you know that the average Joe Blow can, with persistence, get to a reasonable level. I suppose. So it's more about the personal challenge and satisfaction that can keep swimming reasonably fast. Yes. Um, but I have got my eyes on, on going to Budapest again when Budapest is on. So hopefully I could be retired by then. So I might be able to uh, combine that with um, some travel if we were able to travel by that stage. <laughs> yes. Bud- Budapest is two away, isn't it? It's Japan, Doha, uh, and no, then Budapest, I think. No? no, Kazan and then Budapest. Oh, Kazan, then Budapest. Yeah. Ah. yeah so Budapest did, did you go to- for me. No. Did you go to Kazan or Budapest last time? No, no. No, no, no neither did I. So yes. it depends. Kazan would be the better one from an age group perspective for me. Um, but, um, yeah, Budapest, uh, everyone, you know, I, I sort of wished I actually went in the end because everyone talks about how how good that was. It had just had some limitations with the pools and uh, where the pools were and everything, but everyone seemed to have such a good time there, so. Yeah, it sounded like a great time. <laughs> and a pretty city, so you know, from that Yes. Yeah, it's a city, it's a, the city of pools, isn't it? There's lots of swimming pools. Even aside from the competition pools, there's just swimming pools everywhere. Yeah, wasn't not not yeah, not aware of that necessarily, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I noticed a lot of people posted photos of different pools they were laying about in, which looked really nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be I'll be aiming for that as well. Yeah. Um, I always like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast what their favourite all time set is. I know you've told me that you do your two your ten two hundreds backstroke. Is that your favourite, or do you have another favourite set that you like to do? <sighs> It, it really depends, you know, as I, I, I've been listening to some of your other podcasts and I, I knew that question was coming and I've been racking my head about what to actually, what to actually, how to answer that question. Um, and it really depends. I think Carlin uh, sort of said something similar, you know, is it, it really depends on, on, on what, what's, you know, where you're at and what you feel like on that day because, you know, sometimes just a simple you know, twenty fifties can be a, a very enjoyable set as such. But um, I suppose you know, being a backstroker, I'd have to say something like, you know, ten ten ones, ten twos or something like that in a backstroke would be would be my favourite set. It's, yeah, if it comes down to it. Yeah. What um I know you said your um two hundreds are on a three minute ten times time cycle. What do you do your 10 ones backstroke time cycle on? Still able to do 140s. Um, okay. And, 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 and try to roll them out on a 140, come in on a 125 in that sort of time frame. Um, and then, yeah. And then, yeah, do, do those on that sort of time, time set. So, yeah, and still 
still pretty much do that. Um, yeah, so 140 time set for 100s at the moment, and uh, I think I'd push my twos out to maybe 315 at present. Right. Is that short course that you're training or long course? No, long course. Long course. Long course. Yeah, that's very good. I feel like my freestyles would <laughs> probably go in those times. <laughs> well, I'm getting to the point where my backstroke's almost as fast as my freestyle. It's actually quite frustrating. I might have to go on one of those swim camps and learn how to swim faster freestyle. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, the, the gap has been getting closer and closer um, as right. I age for some reason. Um, I, I, I think it must be. I, I think it must be down to my kick. But, yeah. Because backstroke, yeah. as you know, is, is very dependent on your kick, I think. Definitely, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to, to hear that your backstroke's getting closer to your freestyle. What, what's your freestyle 100 PB uh, in your current? Current age. Current um, age, yeah. No, don't, no, don't worry about past age. <laughs> yeah, that's because I, I, I haven't done one for so long. I, I'd, be lucky oh. to, I'd be lucky to roll a 104, I reckon, at the moment. Okay. I, I really don't know, to be honest with you, because I, I don't like the swimming anymore because um, I, I just, I'm just not happy with my speed. Yes. Um, it's, it's just a little bit disappointing. You look at the time, I'm, I, you know, I know I'm getting older and that's part of the problem. You sort of re- reset your, your expectations of where and what you can swim. But I look at my first time and go, no, that's just not where I want to be. Yes. It's so it's so depressing, isn't it? <laughs> getting older, yes, yes. Yeah, getting older. It's very depressing. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, thank you so much for talking to us today, John. It's been a pleasure getting to know a little bit more about you and your swimming. Um, and I really thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you very much for thinking of me. As I said, uh, it's a bit of a change compared to some of your previous guests. But I think oh. it gives some challenge, gives some hope to you know, mug swimmers out there can can um, reasonably if they want to put their mind to it. I think you're underplaying yourself. Two gold medals at uh, FINA World Masters is a pretty good uh, accomplishment, if you ask me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure chatting, and um, take care and have a lovely rest of your uh, birthday day, and um, we'll chat soon. Thank you, Daniel. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening in today. We hope you're enjoying our podcast here at Torpedo Swim Talk. Don't forget to subscribe at Apple or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Like, rate, share and spread the word. Till next time, goodbye and happy swimming.